This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Richard. I heard two weeks in a row. How are you? Good to see you. I am. I have to remind myself that I am absolutely fabulous, that <laughs> everything around me is a little bit chaotic. Yes, a little and bit I'm, chaotic. Yeah, the world is kind of in chaos and flux and... Our hearts go out to those people in uh, Lahaina and I have friends that are there. I've had several friends that are actually there right now and their phones, you can't get a hold of them, but they're okay. They were able to say that they're in a point. But that just, you know, my office mate, Denise, she was there. She got home safely last night. She was, but it's really, it's quite, I mean, the, the amount of people that have passed away over there yeah i think the numbers up to 36 and this morning you were talking about 50 people in the water being rescued by the coast guard because they went out into the water like the great fire of chicago back in the 1800s everybody went into the lake and they were all out there in the lake while the city was on fire you know keep themselves safe anyway on that happy note here we are with our late summer uh podcast of hacking the afterlife moderated by our friend luana on the flip side uh for those who are tuning in for the first or last time and there's jennifer holding up luana's name that's all we have discussed so far today other than uh what time are you available i actually i actually contacted you first haha you did you won i apologize for that i actually had an early uh zoom call with some people in india so that was a very fascinating kind of unusual conversation um well it was uh my uh a friend of mine has been working with these healers that have this very different unusual modality uh of you know Mm -hmm. sort of you know helping it's a little bit like reiki uh, healing but they've been very successful at it and they're helping this guy over here sort of on a daily basis they do prayers and meditations and they're trying to help him and he said that he, he definitely, because of the meditations every day, he felt completely changed, like his life was feeling much better. So was that the meditation or was that their remote? I don't know, but let's just allow that everything's possible, right? Right, well, it, does, it, change, it changes your neurological pathways. Meditation does. Yeah, I think that's it. So added to an added belief that the healers are helping as well it's a great you know getting those feelings like we just talked about thoughts are an electric electro they're an electric charge but feelings are the magnetism that's behind all of manifestation and the two of those that belief then can really help you heal whether you heal, heal yourself or whether it's placebo if, you know it doesn't matter if you believe in it and it works it's that's great Right? It is. I totally agree with you. And of course, you know, whatever methodology, whether it's prayer, whether right. it's sitting down uh, praying or whether it's helping in a hospice care or whatever it is, that thing can help change your life if you just rewire or I don't know. And of course, we're talking about it today. We got out the world seems to be in chaos and flux. Very hard for us to sort of focus and rewire or unwire, as they say. Yeah. I know that when I have a lot of friends of mine that are in desperate need of some guidance or some help that the world is in shambles, you know, when they're calling me personally, they don't do that very often. And I'm just, I have been inundated. Really? Interesting. Now, do you feel like that's something related to 
I mean, part of me feels like when, when you know someone like Jennifer and you can ask them a question like, should I do this or that? You start calling them up to go, what kind of ice cream should I get today? You just, you can't help yourself, but ask them for like advice. But is it that more people have access to you or do you think it's more people are having issues? They're not, it's issues surrounding them, such as a, a death or somebody that was, you know, I had two murder cases this week alone. And that's not, that's kind of rare for me to have two of them in one week. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. That are connected to somebody I know. So oh. that's very, you know, that's a little bit troubling. And then, you know, everything that's having friends that are over in Hawaii, you know. Yeah. Should I have known that? Should I have warned them? Even though I didn't, I don't still look into everything. And I have to stop giving myself, you know, crap over it. <laughs> but I do have people that constantly ask me about their vacations, but these people didn't ask me. You know, it's just one of those crazy things. Yeah, where, of course, you want to, you know, when you have an open uh Open yeah. line to the flip side. You'd think the flip that's side. Like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'd be like, that's amazing. I wouldn't have looked, even if I would have seen fire. How would that have been? Oh, just <laughs> be careful of the fire. Like, Watch over the luau, which usually has fires. You know, I so would have, I would have discounted that information anyway because I didn't have a reference for it other than. So, and this is an interesting. You know, we've talked about this before. Uh, your process where you know it's your whole life you've had an experience of talking to spirit or people off planet off stage as i like to call it and they sometimes give you imagery or images rather than like talking you know sometimes they talk i know they do but the idea of having those kind of visuals that you then interpret or do your best to interpret whatever the feeling is well it goes back to that case you know one of the cases that i worked with the dark web division of the FBI when I saw two bulldogs and I'm like, I see two French bulldogs. No, Jennifer, we've been surveilling this house for a year and a half. There's no bulldogs. I'm like, okay, that means it must be a name. It must be, a, it could be a street name, it could, but you have to be very careful surrounding that. Well, they ran upstairs and found a bedspread that had two French bulldogs on it, but it was a bedspread. But then they knew they got it. You know, they, you know, t- they looked and they found stuff above like, it was very important, but again, I don't know. You, you know, you can't take anything literally in a literal literal form. Well, Maybe. it's also it's kind of for me. You know, from I come from a little bit more of a comedy background, so when I hear stuff like that, it makes me laugh. You know, because I think, oh, what a funny and clever idea to put that in her mind. You know, rather than something. But it's also to point out that off stage. When we're off stage, we're not suffering, let's right. say we are, and we're trying to answer the questions for our loved ones back on stage. And so we're doing our best. And whether it comes across as something kind of whimsical or funny, let's say, it's it's whatever we're doing off stage to try to help, you know, people access that information. And it's definitely a like I we do have a lot of very funny people. Like I, I spoke to you before, somebody that I read, you know, last night and his whole family that's in Holly, that's in Hollywood and he's well known. Of course, I didn't know anything that he was in, you know, but of course he's like, go ahead and Google afterwards. I know he's been in things. I know that. <laughs> and it was such a great experience of what, and back to your point, like spirit came in and said all these things to one of the, one of the people that was there, one, one of the, another actor. And 
it is they do make jokes about it. They are very comical about it. And it was very challenging information. Like it was very challenging content, but they always make them laugh. They always try to bring that through. And, and, you know, I'm like, they were worried, you know, people are always worried. Well, was that person going to go to hell if they did blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And I'm like, there is hell is held up here. Like if you think of hell, think of it being held up here. They'll have, they will go over there and it'll just be, a, as you've done many, 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 you know, um, you've monitored and you've, you've witnessed all of the uh, past life regressions and, you know, meeting your counsel. And it always comes back to knowing love, right? Virgins of love. Yeah. And if somebody was bad here, wouldn't you want them to be better somewhere else? Like, just hold that thought in your head, right? Right. As opposed to thinking, oh, they probably are in hell or they should be in hell. I wish they were in hell. Um, but there are those things. And I, you know, I answer a lot of these questions on Quora about people talking. And of course, they've been told their whole lives that, you know, it's ABC. And if you don't do these things, you're going to H-E-double-L hockey sticks. But the point is that the data, the research, and, and the footage, as you were just referencing, everybody offstage reports that doesn't exist. It exists here. Certainly, we have the yin-yang, negative, positive here. There's all, all kinds of hells that people seem to be happy to create here. But then, And then they try to sell it to us, whether it's the fear or that things think bad things are good. They're selling it. It's a version of it. But it just doesn't exist in the data. And then even the even the cases there's uh only one to three percent of near-death experiences people experience something hellish and the in the cases of the 200 that i've filmed where we re-accessed that hellish experience in both cases uh as soon as you, they were asked so why are we here it dissolved in front of them so none of the none of the accounts are they match so you think if satan pardon me santa existed you'd see the same fella you know, whatever. I, we won't go down that path. But before I forget, Luana, I have a question for Lou. So does Lou want to come in? Uh, and mm-hmm. I feel like she gave you the question, she says. She ahead. certainly did give me the question. And, well, Lou, is there anybody on your guest list that you want us to talk to right now, or uh, so to speak? Or do you want me to talk about this question? They're laughing because they just are the person I read my mind i read last night that's an actor and they're like we love him too (laughs) (laughs) of course i didn't know the whole class i always ask the class to be there to help especially when i go into and they i mean i'm sure that's why it's a little bit funny to begin with um hold on yeah i think you have a question about somebody being over there she says that is true so someone wrote to me on quora and they pointed something out very unusual thing you remember when tom petty showed up uh initially to us jennifer before our podcast we were just meeting up every week to to see what we could learn and tom petty the great musician showed up and my first question to him was really like why us or why are you here because you know i knew jennifer didn't know him i didn't know him and i assumed that People who were showing up either knew Luana or knew. Anyway, so I said, uh, I said to him, you know, what? And he did this thing of saying, 
oh my, instead of answering the question, he said, oh my gosh, you have no idea how hard, how long the line is to get into this class to talk to you guys. He said, your friend Luana is like the person with the clipboard with the VIP guest list and keeping people off it. Okay. So just the other day, somebody on Quora wrote to me and said, let me see, I want to phrase this so Luana can talk about it, uh, that there was a connection between Luana and Tom Petty that I was not aware of. Oh, interesting. And okay. and so it wasn't a physical one-on-one -on -one meeting, but it was something that she said in a movie that he put into a lyric in one of his songs. Now, I just want to know, is that accurate? Yeah. Luana? She. Sure. Well, Miss you? And he goes, yes, it's me. He said he did put that lyric into one of his songs because it was in one of his favorite movies, I guess. Okay. And so I reached out to the director of that movie and said, are you aware that Tom Petty uh, used a line from your movie that you had Luana say? And uh, he said, no, I was not. But he said, but of course, I have no copyright on the word that is in the song. I'm going to read the lyric. Well, she was an American girl raised on promises. And Luana's line in Dementia 13, a movie that she made in 1967, was, wow. uh, I'm an American girl. I'm raised on promises. So it was hmm. six years, seven years no, maybe nine years before Tom used it in a song. But was that how they met? Is that the connection? Is that? So when he got to the flip side, he was like, oh, there she is, that girl I know her from that movie to mention. I mean, I'd like to know. He says there was a lot more involved and a lot more people involved. But yes, the symmetry. He's showing me like all the different angles that got Oh, that's out. great. And I appreciate him correcting me because, of course, you know, instead of us just agreeing with each other, he's saying, well, there's so much more involved than what you're saying. But he, what else is coming up is something that I've been not recently noticing, but I've, I, and we probably have talked about this, but like people that end up with somebody as partners or whatever, they usually have found each other. And we have talked about this where they have lived by each other or have almost ran into each other on multiple occasions. They've been in the same place, but have never met. They've been in different, you know, you know, raised in one country, but met in a different country. I mean, we hear this all the time and it's usually a good sign. Right. And so he brought that to my awareness as we were talking about this situation, because it's very, there was a lot of different things that came to. Um, but, uh, brilliant. Brilliant. And we have talked about that where, you know, we don't see the connections of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. We don't see how we're connected to each other. No. That's interesting. That was a, go ahead. That was a thought. I saw that come into your mind. No, I was just, I was just thinking about us and how we met, you know. I was, <laughs> That's true. I, I was that geek that got into your DMs and saying, are you the Richard Martini? <laughs> Who knew this would be? Well, for for those who are tuning in for the last time, as I like to say, um, it was an odd thing. Jennifer just sent me a friend request, you know, on Facebook, the book of Facebook. I screenshot it when you accepted it. I'm like, yay, woohoo. So I get the screenshot of like Jennifer going, yay. And I think you were holding up your phone or something. And everybody in the room was like, yeah. And I thought, oh, she must think I'm Richard Martini, the Broadway musical producer. No. I mean, that, <laughs> you're, you're already one of my favorite authors. 
<laughs> so, but here, and then, and then she's like, well, I'm in Manhattan Beach, you know, maybe we should have, and I resisted it for the record. You're I was such a dick about it. Oh, no. Okay, now <laughs> it's me anymore. But you were so, you're like, uh, yeah, you're not, that's not my thing. I'm like, you're whatever. I'm like, there's, we have no idea what we can uncover, and we still don't. And here we are, eight years later, weekly, having these conversations. It just shows you how when a door opens, if you just don't look around a little bit, you may just not realize like what a wonderful door to walk through. We've got four books, Backstage Pass, of the Flips, I One, Two, and Three, Tuning Into the Afterlife, which is an excerpt of all the musical conversation we've had. I mean, of course, in all of the podcasts we've done, I could just print out what we say and we'd have another book. But the idea of we're trying to share what her experience is with the planet, how we're all mediums. Go ahead. There's someone that keeps coming in who I know and love, Eddie, who helps me. Just give me one. This is Eddie Hassel. Eddie Hassel. Eddie and Hassel. He, he was actually, um, give me a second. Sure. Hmm. He was funny. He just told me, because you have to give yourself more credit for what you did last night than just giving credit to the class. <laughs> Well, talk a little bit about your process. So can anybody call you up and say, can you come over to our house and do like an event or how does that work they, out? What they do is they get a hold of my assistant, Tony, Tony at jennifershafer.com. Mm -hmm. And usually it's a referral. So this, so I met the wife of this person at Jessica Alvarez, who is my dear friend. And she remembered it. It, it was last August, a year ago, but yeah, a year ago. And she just, it changed, I guess it changed her life. And her husband found out about it. And so she contacted my, and she just picked a date. She goes, we're going to have his birthday party on whatever night you're available. And it just happened to be last night I was available. So that's what, that's how this happens. It's just is word of mouth, really. And so then they invite a bunch of people to come by. And how many people were there? Roughly? This was small and intimate. This was 10 people and it was just family members. Okay, well, 10, that's, that's a lot of folks. Well, I and read, you know. I'm used to reading 25 people that uncorked in Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach. So, yeah, but it's fun because I, what I do, we still do it. Like last night, they put their names in a hat, I get their name and they get to ask whoever they want to talk to or whatever. And there's always something that shows up that they didn't think about, mm. you know, that us into the readings. And it's just fascinating. It's just so much fun because every single person there has a, has a IMDB, whatever page you know that was there last night including their kid you know but nothing was said that was on the internet and they know that you know what was this <laughs> right you know? like as if you're sitting there like trying to look this up right so um hold on i realized because of those that kind of clientele then they they know there's no way because they they know that i don't know what who they're going to ask for or right. what who they're going to want to talk to so it eliminates a lot of doubt in my mind yeah uh, Hold on. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Another thing that he just showed me every time before I go, I say how am I, and before I finish saying how am I going to do, it shows me knocking it out of the park. You know, just like where sometimes I can't even see the ball, and that's what they showed me last night, and that's what I did. But I don't know if that, but that helps me for and then I let it go, and then I just know it's going to go well. Never do like there's been a couple times where I've questioned it because one time it felt like it took a long time to swing well there was a difficult reading i had to do 
you know, so now I understand. I have no, I have no association. Interesting. Yeah, baseball stuff. You know, maybe I, I guess, past life. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Okay. I just said hello to Eddie. All right. We can. Very what, good. Very good. Go ahead. What other questions? Uh, Luana, I'm going to turn to you and your guest list. If you have one, or who do you want to talk to or about? Because I love having you be our moderator. Uh, Elvis and his, and his daughter. He has his daughter with him. Sweet. Yeah. Very nice. Very, you're always welcome, sir. Please, what do you want to say? It's still, we're still like trying to do the shock factor with me. I'm like, really, we're going to start off with Elvis right now? Um, <laughs> you mean Elvis Presley? No, I'm kidding. Um, so, so what was that like? I'm, I listen, I, you know, it's for those who know him and know the daughter and are friends with them. This may seem kind of harsh or hard for us to do this conversation, but at the same time, Jennifer and I have had numerous conversations. The first few were very mind bending, but hmm. every time he comes through, he gives us detailed stuff that you can look up later on. So all I can say is you have the floor, sir. You're always welcome to chat with us. He says he wants everybody to know that we're ready to talk and um okay thank you there's a lot of people that are going through right now what his daughter went through and what he went through as far as depression is concerned and they want to address that they want to address um, please please I can't tell you how many people I know that are going through that right you now. You mean like a father losing a daughter or? No, somebody going through mental illness, somebody close to you that might be going through mental illness, or you might have a little bit of it, or you might have depression um, or an addiction. Give me a second. There's so much help to not be alone in your head. As Richard says, they're bringing you up. As Richard says, meditation will help you. It's free. You can even Google it, YouTube it, try to learn it. Um, there's good therapists. There's good therapy. There's different types of therapy now that can help. So is he in, in reference to his, I think, his grandson who passed away? Yeah, he's just saying in general. Like there's no reason to stay in the darkness, which is in your mind. I see. So he's really just re-emphasizing what we've spoken of often. We've had people who've come over to Anthony Bourdain, talked about it. This idea of meditation can heal or cure symptoms of depression. If you look at Richard Davidson's work, University of Wisconsin. That's right when you said that. That's interesting. Say again? When you started talking about that, Anthony Rudine showed up, Steve Jobs showed up, because they've all they're talking about meditation. Meditation is a is something that people can use as a tool mm -hmm. to help them. Yeah. A, a very powerful uh, tool. And Anthony Bourdain, we asked him. I said, "Oh, did you used to meditate?" He was showing you like monks meditation because we had asked him like, "How do you help people?" And and I said, "Oh, did you learn to meditate?" And he said, "No, a a hole." If I had, I'd still be on the planet. I do remember that. But that is something that I do remember. Um, <laughs> give me one second. Hold on. Sure. I'm just still in awe of his. I haven't seen his daughter. Like I've felt her and I've talked to her, but I haven't seen her. And so it's just a different. Just give me a second. 
Does she want to answer some questions? She just wants to help people that have been hurting. Okay. They can feel that from when they feel it from everybody. They, they're like, it's a code 10 over there for people that are hurting over here. So what's a, what's a valuable way, Lisa? Uh, Lisa Marie, what would be a valuable way to help people that are hurting? Somebody, talk to somebody, talk to a friend, even if you don't want to. Talk to somebody. It is very rare that somebody would turn you turn anybody away that's in need. Um, but you just have to, you have to actually do it. You have to actually get enough courage to say, hey, I might need help. I need help. So reaching out to ask a professional or a friend or somebody could be a priest or a nun or a minister or a whatever, a yoga instructor, somebody who can help with mental, also psychiatrists, clearly psychologists, yeah. mental health people. The idea is to reach out and to start that path. But meditation is something that anyone can do. It's free and, and it helps. Meditation, uh, if you start off your mornings with meditation, it could be a guided meditation as well. Just there's there's a program called Insight, I believe, that's free. You can, you know, there's so many free programs out there that you right. can doing guided meditations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the Divine Counsel's book. I mean, not to plug my book, pardon me. Um, it, the first chapter, uh, the introduction has the meditation that I used, the guided meditation that I used in all the cases that I did. Way that I can't tell you how many responses I have seen and have heard about using that med that exact meditation that you're talking about that you gave that has helped so many people. So definitely check it out. You should have that in every book, like an addendum. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it. I'll just say it really quickly, you know, and Elvis will appreciate it. Picture yourself in a boat on a river. And if you just start there, you hear the music, but you can also picture yourself in a boat. And then you start to examine the boat. What kind of boat is it? Is it a canoe? Is it a ship? Whatever it is. And then picture the river. Is it a river or a lake? Or and By doing that, you are putting yourself into that space where you can now invite people to come and chat with you, whether it's a lost loved one, whether it's a guide or a teacher or somebody you don't know, and just invite them to come and chat. And sometimes they're a little bit confused, like, what are you doing talking to me? You never have before. But if you just allow that, like, well, just show me what I need to know. Tell me what I need to see. And they are happy to start this conversation that they've been waiting for you to have for a long time. That's lovely. Um, well, Elvis, so let me ask you are, you, are you doing any music? Are you creating music? Are you working with musicians? Or are you? He's planning his next life. Oh. So hold on. He says, I have a very interesting few lifetimes, a few lifetimes that I'm that are getting underway. And so I think by having his daughter there, that's why they're doing well, that's why. He's so doing. it's like you're planning for the next adventure. You want to give us a hint? Is it going to be music related or, or not? No. No. <laughs> and we'll uh, talk. I'm, asked, I'm like, are, is she going to be your father and she's going to be famous where you're going to be the daughter and have to deal with it? And he's like something along those lines, but not as not as like. Yeah. Well, you know, we also talked to you about uh, Colonel Parker, how you guys had switched roles a few times. 
where he was the controlee and then the controller. Will he be showing up? I'm just curious. Well, yeah, he'll be showing up. <laughs> but I'll make him into a dog first. Oh, um, Tupelo showed up on the news yesterday. I'm not really sure why, but uh, somebody was talking about Tupelo, your hometown, Mississippi. Hmm. And I was driving around Mississippi to do some work about Amelia Earhart, and I pulled over to look at my map back in the days when we had maps. And I looked up, and there was your house, Elvis, you know, home of Elvis Presley. I thought, oh, that's so odd. I mean, what, how would, you know, out of all the places for me to pull over. But anyway, uh, Lisa Marie, who greeted you when you crossed over? If you want to just mention that, was it? Her son. Her son. Okay, very good. And, and since being over there, are you, go ahead. She kept seeing them before she crossed over. And I don't know if she's showing me my mind's eye. I think I might have said that before. I don't know. It's possible we spoke with her briefly. I think it was kind of just a brief. Yeah. Um, I asked her, did you want to go? And she says, I didn't want to go. I just didn't know how to stay. Beautifully said. I see that your your daughter Riley has directed a movie that was in Cannes and it's about Native Americans. Say say again. She's kicking it. She's, kicking <laughs> it. She's doing really well. Um, and so does she have a granddaughter? No. I think she has a daughter. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this does sure. Um, Beautiful. One's an actress too. Um, I. Uh, Riley is, and but I, I I saw a photograph of her daughter just yesterday, and I thought, oh, she's an actor too, probably. Listen, you're such a creative family, and it's so wonderful. You know, we have a tendency to forget. We think so much about the parents, and then you know we see the children growing up, but then as time marches on, they have grandchildren and great grandchildren, and it goes on and on and on. And Drew Barrymore. Her great-grandfather was like the most famous actor in Broadway, you know, John Barrymore. I mean, and so you can imagine if the people who knew John Barrymore would look at Drew like, oh, that's the little toddler that's, you know, and now she's the star. You see what I'm saying? It's this kind of wave that we don't really pay attention to. We should, you know, allow that our loved ones are still around. They're still- Do you remember, do you remember when I told you when I first, you know, looked into your daughter and I said, she's going to be an incredible actress. And you're like, you started laughing. You're like, hell no, I'm not <laughs> Leonard. It's like, no, I'm not letting her go down that path. Yeah, right. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So now she's directed a movie, correct? And well, a short film. It was in the Italian oh, yeah. papers yesterday. I'm in the movie. She directed me in a movie. How about that? That's that awesome. was pretty scary. Anyway. I, you know, I did ask Luana about my acting career. Should I continue to pursue it? This was when she was still on the planet. And her response was, no. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Lisa Marie and Elvis. What do you got? What else do you want to talk about? Luana, do you want to weigh in with anything for them? No, she says, I, I think we're all just concerned about how people are feeling here. And they just need to know they're not alone. They should ask for signs that people are around from the spirit world. They hear them. And thank you. Also, another thing that I've realized is when somebody's passed away and you don't feel them anymore, 
It's just because your energy's used to it. They're still right next to you. So don't get confused by that either. Change the way you view it. Um, and ask for your pets to be by you that used to comfort you. You know, oh, that was it. It was interesting because I was when I was on my way to this event last night, I forgot that I asked. I was talking to a mother who was, it was actually Eddie's mom. And I forgot that I asked what my cat, because my cat passed away, if she was okay. I'm like, can someone tell me if she's okay? And then I went to bed and forgot about it. And he brought the cat in. Mm-hmm. And he just reminded me of that. Like they hear us, you might not get an answer right away, but you will get a feeling or a picture or something later. Sure. It really made me feel really Has good. Your cat visited you? Yeah, that my cat said it wasn't, you know. Well, let's bring your cat in. We like talking to animals. Bring your cat in here. Too raw for me what? right now. Say again? It's still a little bit raw. I don't want to Lana, is it time for Jennifer to talk to her cat or not yet? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> See, I listened to Luana. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew you, t- you talked about your kitty, and uh, I knew it was coming, and you talked about it was coming, and so here it is. Anyway, bless your heart. I'm sorry to hear that, but, of course, your kitty's keeping an eye on you, just the way hi- I'm sure Ira was there to visit. <laughs> Ira, the, the, guard, the, the guardian the, dog. We know I, that. I, and I got a... All right, Lou, any final words? Elvis, any final words? Lisa, Marie, anything you want to say? Um, just know that people who pass away under difficult circumstances, regardless of whether they are known or not, family members, loved ones, just know that they can be happy on the other side. And that's kind of what they were saying earlier. Just know that even if things weren't the way that they wanted it here, they get to make it, make their own, thank you. They get to make their own heavens over there. So so instead of feeling bad for them, be happy for them that they get to have, you know, that they. That they're home, that they get to home. go home, yeah. which we all will eventually get to go to. And, and Jennifer and I would not so fast, but Jennifer and I will be doing a podcast on the flip side. When both of us go home, we will be doing that. Won't that be a fun thing to tune into? Well, listen, we want to thank everybody who showed up today. Luana, of course, and everybody else. Tom Petty, I appreciate you answering that question. Prayers count, you guys. So send prayers over to Hawaii. Prayers count, like send them to your loved ones. They do matter because it's in, it actually, if you send it with feelings of love and light, it actually gets registered up there. So it gets more help. It gets like a boost from the spirit world and the, the angelic world to get to that person or to get to that place. That was interesting that they just showed me that. So Beautifully said. So give a power boost to your prayers. Send love, give love, um, and give of yourself as much as you can. How about that? Yep. All right. Well, well thank you for right. giving us this time, Jennifer, with you. <laughs> Say again. I said you were stuck there for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bye. Love you. Bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.